Hello, I am Ryan. Hey, I'm Chris. Chris, uh, I know you're not as big as wrestling fan as I am, but do you did CM Punk just came back? I did. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not the craziest wrestling uh, fan, but I do enjoy watching it, especially with people that are like way into it. And it was, I was, it was exciting. It was fun. Yeah, it was so great. I don't know. Did you watch his his first promo? Did you see what he said? I came into a little bit. What did he say? He came out to the ring in front of all those people in Chicago and he looked right in the camera and he said, I have more trophies than you. Welcome to the show, everyone. Episode three. Can you believe it? This is the podcast. I have more trophies than you. A podcast all about the different ways that people play video games and our enjoyment in them. I am one of your hosts. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with my very good friend. Oh, now let introduce it's themselves. Me. Hey, it's me. I'm Chris. I'm I play the video games. Spend too much money on Digimon cards. <laughs> and I play the video games and spend too much time getting the dumb little trophies that are attached to them to, you know, make the number go up on the screen. And that's what makes me happy. You know, I was just thinking about it and I was like, we didn't get a platinum report last week. And now I'm like, how many more do you have? Have you, have you uh, been able to play much uh, video you know, games? You went on a little you know, vacation. We did we did do in our last episode, we did the section where I asked you what you've been playing, and then I told you how many trophies I got since last time. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, now, to date this a little bit, I will say, in between episode two and three, I took a little mini vacation. I went down to Southern California because they did open up Disneyland to non-Californians. I went with my friends Matt Bruce and Rocco, and we went, we had a nice little day checking out California Adventures, seeing all the Marvel stuff eating the big uh, French toast and the tiny eggs at the Ant-Man and I did see Spider-Man and he waved at me and it was very nice. How is uh, the Marvel stuff? Like, are there any actual rides there? Or? There's one ride and it's basically just a shooting gallery where you oh, throw okay. your arms out like you're Spider-Man and it's fine. It's not like, I would never wait more than five minutes for that ride. Like, mm-hmm. it's a kind of just a little souped up version of um, like, Toy Story Midway Mania. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's, Toy Story or like the Buzz Lightyear thing. Nothing Nothing special. The land is cool because it's where Bugs Life was, and they used a bunch of the props of like you know oh. being a tiny bug or the the uh, the whole like uh, food area is Ant Man themed. And that I think that's why sense. they did it. So it's like you know there's lights around. I was like I'm pretty sure those are from Bugs Life. Bugs and it was like it was cool. We walked around and it was like yeah after about 30 minutes because we had uh, reservations for the ride first. I was like I'm done with this place because <laughs> they would also have like they had one lady from the Dora Milaje from uh, Black Panther come out. You can definitely tell there's supposed to be more of them, but it was just one, uh. and she made a bunch. Kids, uh, like kids go ooh ah and I was like oh this is dumb and then they had like Black Panther and Black Widow fight Taskmaster on this big building that is definitely supposed to be a ride that they just weren't able to build the fucking choreography sucks they were like fighting so bad I didn't see it but uh, my friends Kevin and Rachel went previously and they said that when they went the Black Panther was fighting with a spear and he fucking dropped it halfway through it's like oh, no. this is yeah it's it's you can tell there's supposed to be more and just COVID was just like fuck it just get it out there Oh, yeah. Like we went to Disney World about a month and a half ago, I want to say. And like you could tell like everyone's just kind of out of practice right now. So it's like if you go to a Disney or just a theme park in general, all the cast members or people that work there, everything just like everyone looks or kind of feels like they're trying to regain. I don't know if professionalism is the right word, but like that level of like skill that they would always have. It's really weird. It's a really weird time to be going to a theme park. But, you know, I'm glad I 
went. I'm glad I I'm got to, you know, experience it. But, well, um, you know, that took up a whole week of my time. Uh, so I will say I didn't exactly have a lot of time to play video games. Mm-hmm. I only got a paltry 15 new platinum trophies <laughs> in the last two weeks and two 100%. So I'm slipping a little bit. My last time we checked in, I was number 119 in all of America. I've slipped down to 121. Oh, no. And I've slipped down in my world rank to number triple sevens, baby. I am 777th in the world. So not a bad number to have, though. That's not a bad number. I'd like it to be higher. But, yeah. you know, I've been playing. I guess I'll start. You know, we was yeah. like talking about what we've been playing since last time. I guess I'll start. Games I've uh, platinum since last time. Uh, platinum Tokyo Run. I put some more work into Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Platinum Dating Life Millie X Emily on both the PS4 and PS5. Platinum Pizza Break Head to Head. Taco Town on the PS4. Castle Pixel Skulls on the PS5. Halloween Candy Break. Bowling Story 3 Pammy Version Project Summer Ice. That is, of course, the shitty series of games made by a secret Christian cult, but they're a dollar a piece. They also put out a new series called ZJ the Ball Level 1. ZJ the Ball Level 2 now available, but I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, Space Intervention, Unicorn Break Head to Head, Ultra Mission, the last game released on the Vita, plays like shit. Bury the Bunny on PS4, PS5, The Lost Cube, the physical version put out by East Asia Soft for the Vita, and then I did 100% the visual novel Big Dipper on both the Vita and PS4. So I was putting a little bit more work into Overcooked, all you can eat for PS5, and I am one trophy away as we speak from platinuming the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which is my shitty garbage grinder game of the week, which we'll talk about in just a second. But what have you been playing since? I've I've been trying to dip my feet into some shooters recently. I don't know. I've had that itch to to play a shooting game. I, I think kind of Resident Evil got me in that mood, uh, especially with like how that game kind of ends, which we'll talk about later. But I've, I've tried out the new Left 4 Dead game, uh, Back for Blood. What is it? Yeah, Back for Blood. The game where the zombies say the N-word? Yeah, that game. I, I played that and I don't think it's a good game and and granted it's it's in a beta right now and that's not the final you know product or anything but from what i have played it just kind of feels like it it, sure it feels like a clone of left 4 dead which is exactly what it's trying to be and it's even made by the left 4 dead team that have left and since they work with like warner brothers or something now either way the game just doesn't feel good like the zombies don't feel good when you shoot them you kind of run out of ammo a lot and they, they've entered this new um card system so it's it's kind of roguelite-ish i don't know like you you kind of have like cards that you play with your team maybe dead by daylight might be a better comparison but I'm, I'm still like very baby when it comes to that game i haven't played a lot of it so um i don't know if it's like the best comparison it just kind of feels like they're they're wanting to have more things for you to do in the game or like to grind or whatever but none of it really feels great I, it just kind of made me want to play left for dead or left for dead 2 specifically just because like there's so many mods uh there's custom made levels all that kind of stuff and it feels great to play still uh even though the game's like 10 years old now yeah like we played it and we, we were like maybe like 40 minutes in and we just kind of were like oh you know what i i don't think i need to play any more of this and just turned it off and then i haven't played it since so i don't know uh my my you know first opinion of it is is kind of rough i would say like maybe wait for the reviews on it plus it's a $60 game and it's like Left 4 Dead. It's like free at Christmas time. So just maybe wait for that. <laughs> just get Left 4 Dead you know, 2 for free. So I'm waiting to see the trophy list. If it's something that even if it was only moderately fun, if enough of my friends get it and it's like, yeah, this isn't too long and it's something I can slowly grind out 
You know, it's not going to be a game that I would buy and immediately try to yeah. platinum. Uh, but if it's something where it's like, hey, this game's coming out, maybe we play it every once in a while and eventually I learn the platinum, I might pick it up. But if it's something crazy like, you know, play for a million hours, like, all right, I don't, it, I don't it know. It seems like the game that's going to have a lot of multiplayer trophies. Yeah, but I'm OK with co-op multiplayer trophies. Mm-hmm. It's competitive multiplayer trophies I don't like because yeah. specifically welcome to Ryan's uh, multiplayer trophy rant corner, a new set. <laughs> segment on the show where I talk about my least favorite thing in the world, multiplayer trophies. When you do competitive multiplayer trophies, as is like now I have a goal. And when it, when a trophy gives me a goal, it's like I would like to complete this goal. I see the path and I do it. The minute the goal is someone else is trying to stop you from completing your goal, mm-hmm. I I'm the fuck out. Because well, a lot of these trophies are like, you know, when when you have a trophy that's like kill 1000 people with this specific thing, it's like, all right, that's all I'm going for now. And it's hard yeah. because unlike with an AI where it's like you learn the pattern, you do it people are erratic people can also do shitty things like when you're playing maybe a fighting game and you have to get so many wins on ranked mode and then as soon as you start winning they quit and they've wasted all your time i don't like the other people aspect to trophies yeah the difference with that is with cooperative trophies you find like-minded people who know what you're doing and then you can all work Mm -hmm. towards a goal that's yeah. I'm fine with that. With competitive uh, trophies, you you immediately like lock off so many people from that too. As, as much as like, sure, you can grind and grind and grind and get very good at it. But it's like, do you really want to commit, you know, your ten thousand hours to becoming like a legend at this game just to get the platinum trophy? Like, seems you know, like a I, lot of time for like certain things. I guess a game that you just mentioned that does one of the things I hate most about this is Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight seems like something I would have enjoyed trying to grind out with friends if I could do it in in private matches. What's even worse is when fucking developers are like, we're going to make our trophies hard and long and competitive and we're going to make it in public or ranked matches only yeah. so that you can't try and get a boosting party. For those of you out there who don't know what a boosting party means, it means a party of people all working towards getting trophies for each other by subverting what you're supposed to be doing and instead just doing what is needed for the trophies. Yeah. And when it, when so many games are like, you know what, we want you to do some things because they're fun. We don't give a shit if you do them in a private match. Just here, have fun. But then you get a game like Dead by Daylight or like some fighting games are like, oh, we want you to do this hard as balls thing against other other people also not allowed to do it with your friends got to do it against random people yeah. it's like ah fuck you i hate what you're doing and i hate what you've chosen to be and and that's like for me fighting games i love playing them i'm not i know i'm not very like you know, good at it but like i would be, you know be more willing to do a trophy hunt on it if i didn't have to do rank stuff like i hate it I, when games force me to play ranked mode i'm just I like i have love, no interest pl- i love platinuming fighting games when it is a reasonable game and that yeah. means pretty much any fighting game that isn't made by capcom yeah i have platinums in a lot of the nether realm studios games like i have injustice 2 and mortal Kombat 11 mm-hmm. uh the first injustice one they went a little insane with but they reeled it back <laughs> with injustice to except for one trophy but i got lucky on that one um or like things like tekken 7 is a great fighting game platinum because the fighting game platinum for that is mostly just playing all of the modes and doing everything and then the multiplayer trophies are play a rank match just play a rank don't even have to win oh. hey 
dip your toe in and try it out. Hey, try one of these. Try a, I think it's like a king of the hill. Just try it. Just do one. We don't care. See, that is when it's great. Yeah, I can deal with that. But it's like, I, I play card games competitively. And that takes all of my like mental fortitude to like worry about my ranking and like, you know, trying to figure out the statistic of like, okay, if I enter this tournament with this, you know, amount of people, this is the record I have to hit to get to this point. And then like that stress of like trying to be good at doing that. So it's like when it comes to multiplayer esque things like trophies or like even daily challenges that are just like go play ranked it's like no nah, i've got enough of that stress and like my ranked like ladder Cap- card Capcom games. fighting games are the worst at it like all the street fighters are like rank every single character up online and rank oh. matches to a specific rank and it's like there are 40 fucking characters in this game and you have to play at least 100 matches like i don't want to fucking do that yeah yeah so and it, no anyway yeah. uh really quickly before we get into our episode this week, I did want to mention our other segment, The Garbage Grinder, where I want to point out one specific game I've been playing since last time that is completely shitty, but I've been playing it. I've been playing this game through our great friends at Gamefly, who I'd love to sponsor us. Yo, Gamefly, Gamefly. That? we're still waiting on the call. Gamefly's got an affiliate program. Jared, our, our friend Jared from Cheap Ass Gamer, please follow Cheap Ass Gamer at Video Game Deals, was telling me they have an affiliate program where you can just put in your name and get a link. And like, if anyone uses it, you get like five bucks. And it's like, we could do that, but yeah, but we, we I, like the, I we want the... to be legitimately sponsored by, I want game. I want Dave Gamefly to send us an email at, I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. Was that the, is that the correct? Yes. I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. And you can send your viewer mail. We've got some of that. We'll read it at the end. Anyway, I want Dave Gamefly, the owner of Gamefly to reach out and be like, Ryan, Chris, we've been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting Gamefly. Here is your game fly sponsorship so please we could do the affiliate thing we're not gonna do that we yeah. we're gonna game wait fly. game fly we're old to, to reach the handout from the Gamefly heavens and say, we have chosen you. Yeah, anyway. Game, we're a little old fashioned. We, we'd like you to come and, you know, just ask us out, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I got this game called The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics from Gamefly. What a time. Uh, <laughs> what a time uh, that is. You can pick this up right now digitally. The physical version was a limited run one but gamefly gets a bunch of limited run games so that's why i was able to get so if you want to play physically gamefly.com baby or ebay for like a hundred bucks uh gamefly is a better deal gamefly.com check them out mention us it's a fucking tactics game based on the netflix dark crystal show did that oh my gosh that that is a thing and that came out like i've totally missed the boat on it so uh pure uh, like for reference i've never seen the, the original art crystal oh, i've never true. seen the show but i love that there are netflix video games i have the platinum in narcos i own the stranger things and the peaky blinders game and i'm gonna platinum those i want to get every single netflix video game platinum because i think that's hilarious that's a um, i like that goal <laughs> this game is dog shit this is the second Netflix tactics game because Narcos was also a tactics game. And that game was not the best, but at least it was kind of a cool concept of there's first you plays the DE and then you plays the Narcos. And it was a tactics game where instead of taking all of your characters at a time, everyone like went in a separate order. And this one kind of does it too. It's like how fast they recover. But with the Narcos one, it was I, I'm now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm noticing that a lot of problems I had with the Narcos game I'm having with this game. And I think mm-hmm. they I'm wondering if they're made by the same fucking people. I would like, 
assume so. The premise is you're some fucking creature. I don't know anything about the Dark Crystal, and I've been skipping all the cutscenes, but it's like there are three job tiers, and those go into sub tiers, and those go into sub sub tiers. But really, it's just the way you win this game is it's a tactics game without any tactics. It's just go hit man, get kill all men. It's just not fun. The stages are usually blindingly boring, or hey, go hit all these lovers, and they make them way too far away, and then it's just turn after turn of moving. The shitty part is I got this game from Gamefly because I read and it just said, hey, all the trophies are story-based. All you gotta do is play the game. It's like, hell yeah. So I played the game. Uh, it's kind of long. And I get to the end and it's like, wait, I missed a trophy. Oh. And I go to the end and I say, hey, beat the game on New Game Plus. And now I am being forced to play this shitty long game again. It's still easy. It's not fun. And I have to do the whole thing again. Oh. Fuck this game. <laughs> Like that. How, how many not, hours did it take you to beat it the first time through? You know, I, I played it after work every night for a couple days, so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, man. But I would say maybe 10 to 15. Ooh. So you're artificially yeah, double uh, inflating this to like a 30-hour game when yeah. it should be over by now. So I want to say out there to all of my trophy hunters should you get this game it's an easy platinum it will take a while and it's got a good rarity because most people don't want to fucking suffer through this game again so <laughs> hey go for the platinum should you just play this game absolutely not what if i'm the biggest dark crystal age of resistance fan in the world probably should still not fucking play this game <laughs> but that's my uh that's my garbage grinder game of the episode i will have this game done by next episode and uh because I don't know how far I am to the fucking story, but I'm almost done. Really? Anyway, that was the garbage grinder. Was there any, lastly, any games that you wanted to talk about before we move on to our big game of the episode? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm dipping my toes into uh, Void Bastards next, because um, that looked interesting. I've been on like a roguelite kick lately, so... oh. Uh, hey. my, my wife is playing boyfriend dungeon and that kind of looks interesting too, but so. speaking, I was about to say, speaking of, uh, of, uh, roguelikes, guess what came in the mail the other day at my, uh, place of, uh, living. Have you played it yet? I'm opening it right now. Oh, I God. said I was going to wait. I thought, so it came in when I was in the middle of this fucking age resistance game. I was like, let me just finish this really quick. And then I got sucked into this secondary bullshit. But right now, if you can hear, can, can you hear? Oh Yeah. I have just unwrapped my copy of Hades for the PS4. I cannot wait to talk about that. The game is so good. Like I, I love the gameplay loop of it. It's it's going to be a fun episode. Ooh, but... It comes with a code for a free soundtrack. Oh, oh man, the soundtrack's really good, too. And ooh, there's a booklet, and it's got a bunch of pictures in it, oh. and it's all people. It's a character compendium. I don't know anyone in this game. Hopefully soon we will have a Hades episode. I've heard this game is fun and not that hard, but very long. Yeah, it. it I don't know. Like, if you get good at it, it won't really be all that long. But then again, well, at the same time, like, it's such a fun game that, like, it's one of those where you can soak, like... Five, There's apparently hours into it, one trophy that makes it. the platinum very, very long. Mm -hmm. Maybe you knowing the game will know more than me, but you have to max out every keepsake. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's not that bad. Apparently, uh, someone did the math, and it's like you have to do 1,850 encounters, which I guess is every room. So yeah, it takes the equivalent of 80 full runs to platinum the game. Yeah, but I, I still don't think that's like too many. Well, the fact that the I was looking into it a little bit. The fact that it's not like beat the game many times, but it's like, right. You know, do these encounters. If you die, you've still done progress that, that yeah. I'm okay with. And, and not only that, but it's like, it's fun progress. And it, cause yeah. like, yeah, your keepsakes are basically like your, 
skill boost or whatever. So you get that like little check mark as it keeps going along. Like it's really not that bad. I also want to tell you before we move on one other Mm -hmm. thing. When I was down in Southern California, I made a little stop by World A2 in Little Tokyo in Los Angeles. And I picked up a a game you can't really get in this country that I might try to platinum on air on my stream. A little game called Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Scarlet. Oh, shit. Okay. Not not released in America. I I really love those games for some reason. I don't know what it is about them. They're just dumb. Uh, Presenting you with perfectly soft skin using soft engine. 2.0 2.0 so oh hey twitch.tv slash dr underscore ryan we might be playing that soon <laughs> anyway oh, enough pussy footing around we got some real important shit to talk about chris yeah we are uh this is a part two for us technically right this is Did hey this is episode go? three and it's part two our first part two our first series of games last time we talked about the masterpiece that is resident evil 7. resident evil 7 biohazard we gave it glowing reviews not only on a fun factor but on a platinum factor and boy are we about to have a discussion about the follow-up that came out just a few months ago resident evil village i got thoughts did everyone do their homework did you play this game did you stop the end of the episode go play this because if you didn't really should it's really good i cannot stress that if you have any inkling of playing this game please stop listening i'm I'm actively telling you not to listen to us and go play this game first it's not that long at least play through you if you plan on platinuming it play through your first playthrough and just get the story soak it all in and then come back and listen to us we'll wait yeah we'll wait we're here Welcome back. Wasn't it a great game? Yeah, see, we told you. Now you, you ready to just jump into the spoiler cast so we can like blow your minds about the revelations at the end of this game? Let's talk about this game. This is using once again the RE engine in Resident Evil 7. This is another first person game starring Ethan Winters and it picks up right after the end of 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have moved to Romania at the behest of Chris Redfield and you and your family now live there and you're taking fucking military training and the game opens with a nice little story tale about a little girl and she meets like a fucking I don't actually remember what she meets it's a it's a story it's a story about like a little girl meeting like a fucking horse and a fish and a spider and something else and then it's like oh no she took too much what's gonna happen yeah because it was like they were all giving her a gift and then yeah. at the very last one the horse she just takes it thinking it's a gift but you know in reality she had taken too much that is important because that'll come up later i love it when like video games movies shows books when they do this where they basically just tell you like hey here's here's what the whole story is going to be in the first five minutes which you have no fucking clue and it's i mean like going into it i was like oh okay this is probably going to be like you know our a collection of what is probably going to happen to us and i was still like so ready for i was like oh this is so fucking good like i don't know there's something about that that i i love that like familiarity where I'm just kind of like, oh, I, I, it kind of paces you, it gets you ready for what the, the pacing of yeah. the game is going to be. But not as not to be as long. I listened back. I was a little long winded. I'll try to go a little bit faster <laughs> this time. With no the, but basically, here's the deal. You're in Romania. You got your daughter. Her name's Rose. You put her to bed. Your wife's like, this is fucking weird. I don't know. Or no, you know, what's going on? You're like, you haven't really talked to me, blah, 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 whatever. Smash cut to your wife is shot in the chest. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, Chris, read, within five minutes of this game, your wife that you spent the whole last game trying to, to save, shot in the fucking heart. Chris Redfield pops in the door, knocks you to the ground, says, sorry, Ethan. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Three shots of the fucking dome, drags you and the daughter off. What a way to start a game. Yeah, I mean, if the last game ended with the question, uh, why is Chris Redfield doing this? Well, it sure opens the same fucking way. Because <laughs> I fucking love it. Well, what's great is in the original, like, um, the trailer to this game, they show Chris, like, shooting someone. I don't yeah. think, I didn't know it was Mia. I just, you just shooting somebody, and he's like, oh, and then it's Mia, and it's like, oh, fuck. So you're being transported somewhere all of a sudden. Oh, no, car is attacked. You get out in the cold. You're in a town. Guess what? Werewolves. Yeah, this werewolf. Big werewolves, and then, too. Boom, you're in the village, and that's really when the game starts. Right. It does a little bit of, like, what Seven did with the guest house of trying to set it up, put you in an area where nothing really attacks you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have this creepy part where you go through a basement and you see blood on the walls. It's nice. It's it's a yeah. nice, like, scripted event uh, yeah. for just kind of really setting the mood of, of everything. Like, which is great. Like, the, the game does a great opening where you're walking around the house. It's it's familiar. It's Everything is familiar about the beginning because you're, in the house, you're walking around very normal secret trophy and secret yeah. trophy in the house. If you kick the ball in your daughter's room into your own office, you get a trophy. And then, did like, you did you get that one? No, I, I didn't. You fool. <laughs> I I I pretty much played through this to get the the refresher on it because I remember watching you grind. Whoa, we'll we'll fucking yeah. get to that. <laughs> Hold that thought. There's I want no way I was. Going I want to say all the nice things about this game before I get into the hatred. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, this is still my game of the year from a game aspect, but as a platinum aspect, fuck this game, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, like the the opening's super familiar, and then even like when you're in the village, it's just kind of like it is setting the tone of everything that's about to happen like you're you're going just like door to door just be like what the hell is happening where am i yeah, just I, I like how fucking dead the okay so what happens is you find yourself in this village and the village is is an open area map with mm-hmm sections of the village that are blocked off and of course you'll open up later it's kind of would you call this game it's not really a metroidvania because like no. you don't get powers open this up the game but it definitely does that thing where it's like oh i can't come here yet until i found this item and that item it's but you you find an area you go in a, a where oh talking about hand trauma a werewolf bites oh. your fucking hand in half and then that's when you get a nice little uh, like opening where you're just being plagued by werewolves until oh. eventually you get knocked out what, what are you going to say? Very important about that scene, too, is that we, we've seen Ethan lose his hand or fingers before, but this time he doesn't have those fingers for the rest of the game. Because the that, werewolf fucking swallows them. Yeah, but that's important. Uh, it is important. It is important yeah. to note that every time we've seen uh, Ethan lose an appendage or a limb, he's he can put it back, back on somehow. As long as he can put it back on. Right. He's not regrowing these things. Right. He's just got the ability to stick them back on and use goo to like super glue. Yeah. But this is he gets his entire pink and part of his ring ring finger bit but his his wedding ring is still on which is nice yeah. bitten the fuck off and then for the rest of the game it's just bandaged which is kind of cool um the opening of this game is a little slow but also fast like you get you get this slow part and then all of a sudden boom the zombie or the the werewolf horde which is sort of like a horde mode you're being hit with zombies over zombies is actually timed uh you have a specific amount of time you just have to survive also note in subsequent playthroughs once you get better weapons if you can kill the big guy with a hammer in this part that's a trophy 
I did, yeah, I, no, with I didn't big hammer. About that. You'll never be able to kill him with normal weapons because he has takes so much damage. But if you can get the infinite magnum and then you play through it again, you can just blast until does, he dies. That's a free trophy plus some free money. What um what happens then? Like, does the giant Santa look still come down? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a different one. There's more than one. You killed that one. Oh, okay, I got you. Good. <laughs> Uh, so then you wake up, you're in a village, there's a there's a weird witch lady, and you get a little opening where you go, you meet the rest of the villagers, they're like, welcome to the village, it's cursed, we don't know what to do. Also, we're in a weird religion where we pray to the darkness Mother Miranda. You're like, something's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, also, all of these people that live in Romania talk with very Californian accents. That's all weird. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that one was, like, easier for me to just be like, oh, you know, COVID must have been really tough about doing voice actor stuff i was just like i'm just gonna pretend I'll, like this is fucking, just how yeah this it's sound. fine like, it's fine yeah it is, it is weird though it is like uh, afterthought where you're just like yeah this couldn't have been yeah. different <laughs> so the, you go through a nice little scene where the last of all of the humans in this village fucking bite it and so now you know you're the only one it's you versus monsters yeah and you meet the coolest character in this game the duke they have brought back the resident evil merchant and done it in the best way possible yeah because he's a big fat dude who is in the back of a carriage who is just shit talky but in the in a nice way and he just wants to sell you shit and when you're like what's going on he's like i don't fucking know you got money <laughs> and not only that but like he gives you this vibe of like i don't know if i should really trust this guy until the fucking like moment where you're like oh he's a fucking bro he's your g like he's gonna help you out like he He's got your back here. I ended up really loving the Duke, but like when uh, my wife was going through it, she was just like, I don't like this. Guy. I don't trust him. He's he's going to backstab me eventually. I'm like, oh, I don't know. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised when it comes around. He Duke is, is probably he's probably my favorite like ancillary secondary Resident Evil character of all time now. Yeah, he is. Really he's, he, he's the RE4 merchant, but like funny. And yeah. he he's not just this blank slate of, oh, what are you buying? <laughs> he's like, hey, I got stuff to do. And he's ingrained in the lore like you can find uh notes about him like doing business dealings and shit i really like him but he lays out what this game fucking is well actually i take that back he says go into this castle and maybe you'll find out yeah. and you go into this castle and you're like what the fuck is this castle i'm in romania and you get all of a sudden you meet this dude in a fucking like gilligan hat with a big giant hammer and and fucking magneto powers and he fucking encases you in metal and you get our first lore dump of the game where you have now like they do this great thing where it's sort of like in Resident Evil 7 there's a lot of straight allegories from this game to Resident Evil 7 which is in Resident Evil 7 we talked about the scene where after you get captured by Jack they have you at the dinner table and you see the whole family you see who you're about to fight and they lay out that oh this family's fucking crazy here you get captured by Heisenberg who is this weird fucking uh, Magneto Gilligan dude. dude yeah Gilligan Magneto Gilligan Magneto grabs you and brings you into this room where you you meet the whole cast of characters. You meet this little fucking doll, this gross fish man, Gilligan Magneto, and big, tall, thirsty, uh, the lady that the internet is thirsty about. Yeah, big uh, vampire mommy, Lady Demetresque. Lady Demetresque. Demetresque. Uh, and then in the middle of all this is this woman with fucking six wings named Mother Miranda, who is the person that all of those humans were praying to. And so they don't really explain who these people are, but basically you get the 
feeling these are all bad people because they're talking about what they're going to do with you. Oh, fucking totally. Demetres wants to bring you back to her castle so her and her daughters can eat you. Fucking Gilligan Magneto wants to feed you to his werewolves. It's 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 it's, it's a bad scene. And so you get a little scene where, hey, Gilligan Magneto is like, I'm going to feed you my werewolves. Run. And you have to run through this thing. It's whatever. And you get out and you meet that witch again. And she basically lays out Yo, these people are bad. What are you going to do about it? Second lore dump. You're in this room. You looked at the side. What is that? Oh, that's right. It's the fucking umbrella logo. Yeah, that's our first fucking instance of just kind of seeing it in the wild here in this game. Ooh, ooh. and by the end of this game, you're going to learn some things. Anyway, oh my gosh. so you get out and we get our first left. I'm going to we talked about in the last that it was like for acts, right? We were talking about you had Jack's act right. then you had. So the first act of this game is Castle Demetresque. And it, this is pure, unadulterated Resident Evil. You are in a mansion. There is that you need to find four masks to put on angels to open a door mm-hmm. and there's hallways and keys and whatever. And they just say, go. And I fucking love, this is one of, this is not my favorite part of the game, but this is up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you there too. I feel like everyone I've talked to has said that this, the second part of this game is usually like, it's my favorite. It's everybody's favorite. But as far as gameplay wise, this is the best part of the game. And I don't want to say it all goes downhill, but it's like, they just did so well with this. And the, 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 the premise is simple. There's a door that you want to go through and it says hey you need to find these four masks for these four angel statues to open it up that's it go explore yep there are fucking you know you'll find a door it's like no i need an eyeball where can i find an eyeball and you'll go through and you meet lady demetresque who is the big giant nine foot tall vampire lady with the giant boobs and you meet her three daughters who are girls but also they are bugs they are girls that but they are bugs they are bugs. and they are bugs but they are also girls but they are mostly bugs I, i like when people are bugs Bugs are cool. I love bugs. I'm a big bug fanatic, though. I didn't like when I we talked about this last time. I didn't like when Marguerite was bugs because she wasn't bugs. She had bugs living in her and that was gross. These are hot uh, vampire ladies who turn into bugs. And I think that's fine. I I Um, thought that was actually kind of cool, too. It was just kind of like subverting like, oh, they're not bats. They're like bugs. (laughs) What's even better is uh, if you find I don't know if you ever did you look for all the notes and the the files on everything uh, I, I the ones that i could i didn't like go too hard on it yeah. there is a trophy for that you find out that these her bug daughters are not actually her daughters they're yeah. three girls from the village that were given to her by mother miranda that uh Demetres does experiments on with something called the kadu we don't know what that is yet but she did the kadu experiment and then all of these carnivorous flies landed on them and ate them entirely and then all of a sudden all of the bugs that ate those people turned into those people and they weren't themselves anymore they were uh her bug daughters who were vampire bug ladies that need to eat man flesh (laughs) and you're in this castle and also by the way uh this castle turns humans into wine by draining all their blood and then just putting in bottles and saying it's wine but it's mostly blood also Demetresque is a large vampire who drinks blood I was gonna say could you could you imagine like a tender profile being like I'm a, a giant swarm of bugs and I need to feed on man meat <laughs> They, they 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 use the words man flesh and man, man flesh. blood and they t- they talk about it as like yes give me the man thing so we can eat his man flesh and I'm like this is a weird I love it I don't I love it I don't know about that um do we have, you know I want to say really quickly I want to shout out in this first stage uh, a really good puzzle you get into a room and you it's, it's you have to find five bells 
Do you remember this? Yes, one? that was such a good fu- like that. Like was hurting my brain for a second, and then like when you see the last one, you're like, oh my god, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically they're like, hey, there's five bells. You need to ring them by shooting them with your gun, and that'll open up a secret passage. Mm-hmm. And the first bell's just sitting there. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get it. You don't see the rest of them. You have to start looking around. Like one's hidden behind on top of a bookcase. One is in the on chandelier. top of chandelier. Yeah. You have to shoot the chandelier so it'll move. Right. One is in some exposed gears to a lighthouse, but the last one and. I thought this was really smart. So there's a trophy for breaking all of the windows in this. All these uh, windows are breakable mm-hmm. in the, the castle. And if you break all the breakable windows, you get a trophy. And so you learn that later when you fight the first bug lady and you find out, oh, the bugs don't like the cold. Right. So if you fight a bug woman and you break a window and it's cold, then she's actually hittable. Because before that, if you try to shoot the bugs, the bugs just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So you learn to break the windows. So it's like, oh, you learn to break the windows. Plus, I'm looking to break the windows. So you're in this room. They're like, where's the fuck is this last bell? And I look up. I was like, oh, there's a window to break. So I go up and I shoot it. And when you shoot the window, it's like, oh, those motherfuckers hit the bell outside Outside of the the room. Yep. So smart. It's so good because like I keep I kept going like up and down the stairs just being like it's in the room. It has to be in this room. So it's not going to make me leave. And I'm about halfway up the stairs and I turn to look at the chandelier again. And then I just kind of see like that faint look and I'm like yeah i bet it's behind that fucking window and sure enough motherfuckers um that's probably the best there's a couple other puzzles in here there's like the puzzle with the piano mm-hmm. where you have to play the keys but the thing is that whenever you hit a key you see where it is on the chart yeah, it's and just then, kind of trial and error you just keep pushing it's trial and error. yeah um you also get our first uh mr x of the of the game which is you know when you have the big guy that's following you this yeah. happens to be Demetresque. She follows you around. You get a great scene in the basement where the it's just a blood pool where she cuts your fucking arm off. So good. Like, though. like straight off. You pick up your own de- oh, uh, and it's- cut off arm as an item. Yeah. And it's cool because it's it's your arm that you use for shooting. So it's like in that moment, too, it's just like, oh, you can't do anything. You just you need to go find your arm. And which is hilarious. It's like all of a sudden Ethan doesn't know how to fire a gun with his left hand. Y- y- well, I mean, he's missing a couple fingers. It might be hard. Uh, you know, it's also a hey, side note. You know, what's funny is they talk about that Ethan has been doing combat training with uh, Chris, Chris at the beginning. Yeah. And it's actually funny because when you like reload your gun in seven, he does it like an amateur. Right. When you reload your gun in eight, he does the thing where he's already holding the clip and he just clips out. Like you get a faster oh. reload. Like it's a tactical reload. So it's actually kind of nice. It shows, Hey, he has been training. Yeah. Cause but that like also should be, he should be training to, to fucking shoot with, yeah. shoot with all their fucking gun um or hand anyway what's really funny is if when she cuts your fucking arm off you pick it up you get the scene where you're going up this elevator you pour goo on to put it on somehow the goo also fixes where your, your sleeve and i thought about it and that's really stupid but at the same point also might play into something a little it, bit yeah. later totally uh, totally so, planned it it makes you think about it it makes you think about it yeah. so much because you're just like why would this happen and I, you know if this so, tell you why first area yeah you find your four masks you put up is there anything else about this first area we want to talk about before we talk about the boss fight i mean it's just good clean it's just classic it's just resident good evil. resident evil yeah uh, again not a lot of backtracking familiar. it is something what familiar is, at the beginning of this game what they do do in this game that they didn't do in the last one is they introduced the money system so there are treasures so there's mm-hmm. things you can do to find random bits and bobs and like crystals and treasures that are worth more money you get uh, also the return of combinable items in this one yeah. like there's a ring you can find and then you can go to an area that 
uh, is a secret area to find a blue jewel you can put in the ring and it's worth more money. I'm back and forth if I like the money system versus just finding shit in seven because you do get into this thing where you need to pool money to buy upgrades. But that's I don't I, know. That's I didn't feel minor. like I needed to grind at all like i kind of felt like i always had just enough see and i did need to to get the weapon i needed for village of shadows but right. but that's a different story i found right. everything in this game also though i found everything in this game my i'll, I'll say my first playthrough completely blind because uh oh, yeah. i wanted to enjoy it and i played it on normal i didn't play it on easy i just wanted to enjoy it the first time uh, i will say that just playing it blind i found all but one of the records and like all but three of the the goats which are the the collectible, like a Mister Everywhere, oh, like yeah, yeah, last, yeah. you know, or the Mister Raccoons in uh, Resident Evil Two remake. Yeah. The only downside is that you don't really get any because they did this system of getting. We talked about it last time of getting like the completion points to buy things. You don't get any like if you find all these collectibles, you don't get a special thing. You just get more points to buy whatever you want. Right. You, Which some could you say get it's to like choose your reward. Yeah, it's fine. You get to choose your reward, but I also like that doing something gives you a specific reward. But that's yeah. I, I don't knock the game for that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just different, you know, different styles. Our, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the first part. We get our first boss fight. Demetresk turns into this big giant goo monster dragon chimera thing. Oh, you yeah. fight her. It's great. You kill her. She turns into mist. And then you realize, oh, she's fucking dead. This character that they built the entirety of their ad around yeah. dies in the first part of this game, which I I thought was hilarious, especially like when they were doing the demos and stuff like that for this game. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what this is going to be, because then you don't know what's coming next for the rest of the game. Like totally makes yeah. sense to do it that way. But like at the same time, it's like, well, they oh. also said that, like, they didn't realize how much everyone was going to latch on yeah i do want to say a funny little thing if you played the maiden demo where it's a walk through basically the dungeon part of this castle you're playing this character and you die uh you can find the corpse of that person as a zombie oh and if you kill them you get a special treasure that's her necklace i thought that was a cool little touch oh that's cool yeah uh anyway so you get through the first part and you find this vial you don't know what it is, but you go back to the Duke and the, you go to the Duke and you say, hey, I found this thing. How do I use this to get my daughter? And the Duke goes, what are you talking about? You got her right there. And you look at and you take the dust off and it says Rosemary Winter's head. And you realize your disembodied daughter's head is in this vial. And that's when they drop that Mother Miranda has kidnapped your daughter because she thinks she's special disembodied her and put her into four vials that she's given to the four people at the beginning of the game. And now your job is to get the parts of your daughter, like fucking Dracula and reassemble your daughter. It's so good. And what's great. This is when basically kind of becomes Ocarina of time. Yeah. Because all of a sudden this map opens up and it goes, Hey, here are three parts that you should go to. Here's this house, house Benevenito. Here's house Moreau. And here's house Heisenberg. And these are the Lords of this area. Go have fun. Yeah. Go, go get your daughter or well, go get the rest of your daughter back. I guess it was so good. Cause I was like, as soon as like the Duke is like, what do you mean? It's just like, Oh no, here we go. And it's like, all right, oh, like we got our daughter ish back. I loved that twist. And it's even so more, good. the first the first thought I had is as soon as that happened, I knew that my friend Sean uh, was oh. going to play this game. Sean, got to be a dad, Sean Chatfield, was going to play this game on stream, oh. who has three daughters, who is ultra protective of his daughters, was going to play a game where they tell you your daughter's head is in a jar. And I knew he was going to freak the fuck out. And I got to watch him play that. And when that happened and he got so fucking mad, I was like, this is the best, this is the best game of all time. <laughs> 
only when it can elicit those feelings from your friends where you can just be like, ah, yes, I love this. Um, I do want to talk really quickly about I really like the pacing of this game where what basically what they do is you have a part in the village and you go do a lord and you come back and some more of the village is opened and you can explore and find new items to get money to buy stuff from the duke and then you go do another lord and then you get back to the village and so, and so it's always it's it's like dungeon overworld dungeon overworld dungeon overworld and they do that really well because in seven the idea was just go to the house go to the next house go to the next area get out here it does have that more kind of like legend of zelda feel of mm-hmm. all right go do this temple come back to hyrule castle go do this temple go back and fuck around you know kikikoro village or whatever yeah and so it, it, i really like the pacing of that Did- did you like that they did kind of like big dungeon and then small small and then another big dungeon i did like that i will say that i had some problems with the last dungeon yeah which we'll get to when we get there but i did like that you had this big fucking dungeon of castle demetresque and then Mm -hmm. after we do the village interlude to like do some shit we get into probably i think the best part of this game which is house beneviento which is they say, go this way, go over here, and you're going to deal with that fucking doll lady. Oh, and yeah. the first thing that you do is you get to this locked door, and there's just a fucking like, slit in the wall that you can't get through with a sign above it that says, surrender your memories. In your fucking inventory this whole time, you've had a picture of your wife and daughter. And it's like, if you want in, you have to surrender that. It's like, that's fucked up. So House Beneviento is our puzzle dungeon. It is much like Lucas's part in seven with the saw trap room. This is another kind of escape room with the idea being you're in this fucking, you go into this house, there's all these fucking flowers and you don't know what's going on. And there's all these dolls and you go into the basement and you're knocked out. You've lost everything. You have... You, you see the fucking piece of your daughter and you try to pick it up and you can't. And then all of a sudden there's a giant fucking mannequin that's those, that looks like your wife. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you're thrown straight into a puzzle. And I don't want to go too much into the puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, even though we're talking about it, because I do think it's a very good puzzle. And I'll just say that it's that good mix of like, hey, find some items. These items go over here. These help you solve a puzzle. This puzzle gets something else. And you go through and you're doing all this stuff. And it's like, oh, what's there's a lock. And it's like, oh, it's your, your the date that you and your wife got married that you find on the boundary ring, blah, blah, blah. And then you go into this well and you get this piece. And when you come back up, I would say this is the jump scare of the game. Would you agree? Yeah, probably. <laughs> You go down this hall, so. you're hearing these, you know, these conversations with your wife, you're hallucinating. You go and you turn this corner and there's a 10 foot dead baby that looks like the baby from PT and it's trying to fucking eat you. Now, and you must run the fuck away because there's nothing you can do because if it catches you, it will eat you whole and it's gross. It is like a weird, oh man, I don't know how to to say it because it's your dead daughter it's supposed to be the fetus of rosemary yeah but like the way it looks is so grotesque i hate it i hate it just big giant weird vagina mouth yeah that's that was the part i was just kind of like you know i it it was it's one of those creatures where it it did it very well because i didn't want to look at it i was just like you know i get it there it is like it's in the room let me walk past it (laughs) But like, yeah, it, it's funny. Like, I've, that is my favorite part to watch other people. Like I've seen a lot of my friends oh, stream man. this game and I love when they get to that part. Cause I just want to see their reaction when that thing fucking turns the corner. It's because it's my own good. reaction. I don't know about you, but my reaction was I turned the corner and I saw that thing. I said, ah, no. And I just fucking ran. <laughs> like the first time I saw it, I was just like, Oh, this is where we're okay. All right. I was like, 
<laughs> like, I did run this at is it. This going to haunt uh, me for years. I did run at the second time I see it because I just needed to see what the death animation was. Oh, and yeah. it literally picks you up and eats yeah, your legs first. You. It's yeah. fucking great. Just, ugh. Anyway, um, so it's a really good dungeon. Uh, it's all about like your memories of your wife and your mm-hmm. daughter and like all the puzzles have to do with like your anniversary or your wedding or family photos of your wife. And it, it's a really good puzzle area. At the end, you get up and you get the, the second boss fight. Which I really like the idea of this boss fight, which is now you're back on the first floor. It's filled with dolls. And it's like, you got to find that little doll that you saw in the beginning of the game. That's mm-hmm. like uh, Donna Beneviento's doll because it's She's sitting the there control. and all of a sudden it gets yeah. up and you see this woman in this black shade. It's sort of like if you ever, do you ever watch um, Batman, the animated series? Yeah. It's like Scarface. It's like you got the ventriloquist who was just this yeah, demeanor yeah, yeah. person and this doll yeah. that is the bad guy, even though, you know, it's really the person behind it. Right. And this, this lady's like, I can't let you leave. I'm sorry. And all of a sudden these dolls are just like coming to life. And it's a, tr- it's like a fucking hide and seek match mm-hmm. where you have to find this specific doll throughout all the dolls uh and if you take too long the dolls come to life and stab you to death i will say i like the design of that character too because they it reminded me of like a stagehand that is always like an all black uh, especially the way that like uh japanese uh like traditional plays and stuff happen because they will wear like this very like you know obvious veil over their face and it was just like oh yeah like i was always meant to like put the character in black out of my mind and i always focused on the doll and they did a very good job of making me forget like oh yeah it's the person behind it that's that's so weird all this so i never thought of it that way i thought yeah. of it more like i thought of it more as somebody at a funeral because they do yeah. live near the graveyard mm-hmm. so i always thought it was somebody supposed to be like in mourning because you get some backstory about this lady like her dad's dead and fucking family's dead and everything's but yeah you're right yeah. i really like the idea of like yo she's in black and she's in the background you're not supposed to, she doesn't want yeah. people looking at her she wants people looking at her dolls and and that's like when you when you do finally uh find the doll and kill it you like stab um like it was a pair of scissors through it yeah you stab a pair of scissors yeah. through its head and when you do when you finally do the last you gotta find her three times yeah. when you do and you stab you come back you're actually stabbing her in, her the, in head. the head and i was like oh that's i was like that's genius i was like i really loved it because the the puzzle and everything that was with that done i did like it i didn't like how much i felt like i was constantly running in a circle at some points in it um but that might just because i was like brain farting there but like uh when that moment happened i was like oh that's perfect like that is the perfect way to kill this character in every single way of it and i was very very like excited about it <laughs> i do think this is my, this is my favorite part of the game it's short it's sweet it gets out before yeah. it's like it doesn't overstay it's welcome yeah i do what you I see what you're that. saying there's a part where you have to run into an area and you get into a dead end with the big baby monster and when you come out mm-hmm. they push some bookcases so you do have to go in a big circle and that is a problem the end part of this game where they do it it's like hey go in here oh you can't go back that way you yeah, gotta go yeah, the long way in the circle and yeah, yeah. They, they, do they, they do it a couple times in this game there and they do it a couple times they do that in Demetresque a little bit too if you yeah. don't uh, like do some things but it's fine yeah, um it's, it's the, fine yeah. the, the next part is probably even shorter and yeah i don't hate it I think that it, it does exactly what it needs to be. And it's not very long. It's like, it's probably the shortest part of the whole game. And it's the fight against Moreau, who is this weird fish, fish man, man who I, you know, is supposed to, you know, we didn't talk about this, but we talked about in the last time we talked about how every chapter of seven was, we thought was sort of like part of an old like a, horror movie. Yeah. Like, you know, you had your, um, chainsaw, your chainsaw, you had your fucking saw, you had your fucking insidious gross shit yep. here. It's more, I related to Hollywood movie monsters. 
Yeah. Oh, so, like, totally. One hundred percent. Dracula. Yeah. Your second part. This this part with Beneviento. That's your your like your fucking Chucky. Like I want to say it's more. Yeah. I guess Chucky a little bit. I was thinking if you talk more like horror movies of the past, that's like your Thirteen Ghosts, your House oh, on Haunted yeah, yeah. Hill. Oh like, yeah, totally. Spooky totally. man. Your spooky haunted mansion. Yeah. This third part is one hundred percent the island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. I mean, it's in the character's name. Yeah. Even. And it's also yeah heavy on just like creatures from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the third part is you meet Moreau, and he's he's this guy that's a weird fish man who he's not the smartest guy, and he's like, uh, everyone hates me because I'm a dumb fish, but I'll show you by killing you. And then he turns into a big giant fish man. I did. I felt bad for him where we're like speaking to him, uh, like through the kind of like cage, and he's like watching the TV or whatever. But he's just buying his time to yeah. To seal that's like, yeah. Like, oh, he's so like uh, I did. I was like oh, I feel bad. Everyone makes fun of you, and then he's like, haha, you idiot. Yeah. I just farted out goo walls <laughs> like he literally just shits and, and barfs out like acidic goo. goo to like trap you in and so there's a the beginning part is like go through some caves and there's some marbles or whatever but the yeah. meat of this area is you're that running on like lake. the rooftops of like you're, you're in a lake in a drowned out part of the town that uh, Moreau has opened up this dam yeah. to flood part of the village so he can have like his gross you know fishman <laughs> lake and so you're your job is to find a way to get power back to the dam so you can dam it and dry up his lake. Yeah. And it's a really cool action sequence where it's like, you're on these fucking rooftops of this flooded area, and if you fall in the water, he's gonna fucking one-shot eat you. And so you have to do some puzzles of like, where can you shoot to lower things? And there's a puzzle with some levers. And it's a quick little uh, action sequence. There was this one part where you have to like uh, go across a bridge that is halfway submerged in water so it can kill you, but there's some ways to get off that I did get caught on some geometry and got killed for dumb reasons a couple times but you know whatever and then at the end of that there is another little puzzle where you have to like put in the code how did you do- I got this puzzle almost immediately and I have seen that this puzzle a lot of people get caught up on but I got it immediately did you get the you know oh. the puzzle with the buttons well yeah like I mean again I'd seen tons of people play this like inside now oh, before I played it. but at the same time cheater. it was like yeah Maybe cheater. but <laughs> when I got there's, there there's a, it was like they oh, just yeah, show you just a that. picture of what side. you need to put yeah. in but the thing is there's a little black line off to the bottom left and if you look at it there's an antenna on the top right so yeah. I've seen a lot of people put it as like oh I put it in just so it says what is it you have to rotate, rotate it, it so yeah. that the yeah and it's like I saw that and I was like oh rotate I, it and I, I put feel it right like in. I play enough board games that I'd be like oh yep that's that's exactly yeah. what it is like yeah I, I found it very easy but I have seen that's a puzzle that a lot of people get like caught up on and I it's just a nice way to be like ha 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 it reminds me of like code names like how you gotta like yeah. position yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. Uh, so then we get our third boss fight which is this is just a straight boss fight where you now you're in the town drained of water and you have to just shoot this fucker in the face uh, and he throws uh, acid at you and sometimes he'll barf in the sky and it'll rain acid that's a pretty standard boss fight nothing special you know doing this boss fight though and it's kind of weird because like the the first castle of the game I kind of got this feel of like oh this feels like classic Resident Evil you're running around a mansion yeah this one I felt like I was like this is like Resident Evil 5 like I feel like I've got to do X, Y, yeah. and Z to yeah. then go. Like I got to punch this boulder, and now I can shoot Wesker. You know, I I absolutely get that, and I don't hate it. Yeah, I didn't hate uh, it. I was like, you know what? Like this isn't terrible. Like, and like you said, it's a great action scene, and that's exactly what it is. Like, and that's I mean, that's what Resident Five, uh, Resident Evil Five 
it's just an action game kind of it's just an insane like action scenes you know um, and then they and that's what from, it was they go from that action scene to another one and i thought this is where the game kind of hitches a little bit because after this you're like oh, okay let's go to the fourth one and gilligan magneto is back and he's like uh 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 before you come fight me in my lair you gotta go to where all the fucking uh werewolves live and get the piece of your, last piece of your daughter and it goes into another fucking action scene of you having to go to the werewolf lair mm-hmm. and kill all the werewolves and it's a big open area where it's just werewolf it's literally just like werewolves 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 yeah. it's straight action it's very linear and at the end of it you fight the big santa werewolf with the hammer and i don't know i just thought it was a little too much action in a row what did you think i i think that this is the part of the game where i was kind of like in my head where i was just like what is resident evil going to be again you know there is a lot of action at the the end of this game oh we're not even at the end but i, I absolutely agree but it's like it's, it's the end of this game of, just goes full core on the action right i i still kind of feel like with this series i feel like i almost feel like the story of ethan winters is resident evil and capcom just trying to figure out what the future is of this franchise and i yeah. think that they've i think that they've figured it out now and i think that's what we're gonna see in the next one where you know whoever we play as i think that that resident evil is going to be like you know going forward here's what we're doing but then again at the same time it's like resident evil always kind of follows the threes too where it's like you know one two and three kind of all play similarly four five and six they kind of play similarly or at least you could see where they were kind of yeah yeah yeah. and then seven and eight they play similarly they're Um, the same game yeah it's just like i don't know if they're kind of just like i don't know how long we can keep doing this maybe we just want to make action games or like adventure games the thing is i don't know like they they do this action and then they immediately put you into the last dungeon of the game which is Mm -hmm. the factory where heisenberg lives and it's straight back into a, a lot like what the castle was right which is now you're back in these this four tier dungeon that is slow and methodical and yeah. they did do something okay so i see a lot of people complain about the the last dungeon the factory and i get it it's a lot like the tanker where it's like i think we're done and i mm-hmm. think you're making this game just a little too long and much like the like the tanker in seven which was multi-tiered in a lot of small areas go up go down go up go down you're kind of doing that here but not as much mm-hmm. what they did do that i really liked is in every single resident evil dungeon in a game like this it is very simple. You need to find different keys and locks around and, you know, hey, I found the medallion and the medallion goes over here. In the, in the factory, there are no key items. Right. You have to make all the key items in a in a forge in a single room, but you have to go find the molds and then make your, so, so it's like, I need a gear shaft, or, you know, a flywheel to turn this on so I can get power. But I got to go find the mold, mm-hmm. bring it back to the forge, make that, and then go back to where I saw it. I thought that was a cool way of just like centralizing everything. Yeah. Where it backfires is that you are in this dungeon and it's pretty long and now you're fighting zombie part zombie part machines so this is like the Frankenstein level, right? Yeah. And they're harder and they have very specific areas where you can shoot them and they hurt more. And it's like, it's draining a lot of your resources and it's using a lot of bullets. This is the only time I ever started to run out of ammo. And then it's like, okay, now backtrack all the way back to this part. There's a lot, a lot of walking in this one. Yeah. It, I, I do appreciate them putting the Duke like in the elevator though. Yeah. Um, that made things it, a little bit more the convenient. Store being in your elevator so you could just always have it as your point to go up and down was nice. Right. But at the same time, I, I don't know if I'd really like 
complain too much about it because it was probably it is my least my, favorite lord yeah out of the four it, like I'm not saying it's heisenberg bad, is cool like he was heisenberg is cool character. but the factory was it's just yeah there's a really really cool scene before this where you go in and heisenberg's like oh you got all the parts great hey we're the same here we both hate Miranda. yeah he he tries to like, like chum up to you yeah hey you want the same thing i do i've been making all these things so i can kill miranda i didn't want to become this weird uh magneto person but she fucking did this to me so let's go kill her all we need to do is put your daughter back together and use her as a weapon because she's so powerful and ethan's like oh no no, no hold on yeah my daughter my daughter will not be a weapon and heisenberg's like fucking just give me the dot like you want to kill miranda i want to kill miranda just let me use your daughter and ethan's like i refuse and he fucking opens this door that's like a trap door down into where you hear disgusting horrors and he pushes you and he holds you and he goes hey i don't want to do this to you just let me use your daughter and ethan goes fucking drop me yeah and it's such a great fucking this, scene this is where ethan just completely just turns into badass like ethan like for the rest of the game he is just video game dad of all time oh, he's and, so good yeah so yeah. heisenberg you know, was cool i i really love that scene of him just like putting the chair there in front of the, yeah. the hole and just like you're gonna sit and you're gonna we're gonna talk about this and then you're just like oh fuck it i'm going I, against you man like i also really liked like out of the four lords like demetrusk is just this weird like i want to eat man flesh yeah and Benevieto is like this I'm tortured and I only got my dolls and Moreau's like I just do what everyone says and Heisenberg's the only one who's just like I don't fucking want to be here yeah. <laughs> I we have listen idiot we're on the same side your daughter happens to be very powerful let's fucking use her and Ethan's right. like nah fuck you fuck that shit okay so you get this dungeon blah 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 it's very long you go yeah. back and forth back and forth back and forth but there's um, like a really cool lore dump that basically just explains literally like all about these characters in here um, no. and I did a appreciate that wasn't that in here it's not yet oh not yet that's at the end of chris's part isn't it you're talking about about the lore dump of all four of the people in you're Miranda, right, right because yeah, it's, we it's we chris that, that walks in and then we meet got it that's right yeah yeah, yeah. okay we'll get to that in a you're, second. Right, you're um, right um you get to the end of this it's a it's a good dungeon the boss is this big giant zombie dude with a giant propeller on his head which is apparently from some old b movie yeah. whatever it's a good fight basically you're in a room with a bunch of breakable walls and you have to like you know bullfighter him into the wall so you can shoot his blind spot on the back it's a good fight um you get to the end you meet chris chris is down there working on a thing and you do get a small lore dump from chris yeah who's like ethan's like what the fuck you you've seen chris a couple times through some areas like you see him in moreau and he's and you're always just like chris what are you doing and chris is like ethan you don't want no part of this son this <laughs> he's like fucking terrible. you don't want no part of this but i also trained you for the last three years to have a part of this so get ready yeah, yeah, yeah. but basically chris explains hey i didn't kill your wife i killed miranda yeah. who kidnapped your wife and was posing as miranda to get to your daughter and now we got to take her out because and this is where we have been learning about the mold Do you remember the mold from seven yeah. evelyn controls the mold you learn that the mold comes from here and a thing called the mega it's called the mega mycete the muto it's a mega mycete which is a a giant mold fungus and it's a mutomycete because it is it has a mutagenic power Mm-hmm. And she has control over it. She's over a hundred years old and she's used it to mutate and control the lords and the werewolves and everything through a thing called a kadu, which is a parasite that looks like a little baby that is whatever. We learn from this that the metamutomycete, anyone that it absorbs and kills, their consciousness goes into the megamycete, which is how we get back to something we talked about last episode, the scene where Ethan talks to Jack and Zoe in the 
living room when they're all dead. We're like, how is he having this flashback talking to the real right. Jack? Do you remember this? Yes. And it's like a totally normal, like it, before they had kind of like lost their minds. And so we learned that that was never Jack Baker that you ever thought. Right. That was a mold creature using an imprint of the consciousness of Jack controlled by Evelyn. The real Jack is dead and the imprint of his consciousness is in the Mutamycete. Which so is- we learned from that. Go ahead. Isn't that just kind of like an interesting form of a zombie? You know, like, it's weird. What a totally I, different, like, zombie, like... A lot of people have been word. talking about, like, oh, it's so, so, full disclosure, I, like to live action role play. And I've been playing a game for the last six years called Dystopia Rising Mm -hmm. that is all about a post-apocalyptic future where there is a fungus underneath the world that uh, takes the imprints of dead people and then that's how you get zombies. And so it's weird because (laughs) the whole premise of this game is sort of the same as a LARP that I've been playing since 2015 that's been going for like over 10 years in Jersey. I I thought it was like, oh, this is weird. so cool. I kind of like that. But yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, again, like as I was talking about like familiarity like this game does familiar things while trying to like really find its path forward but that's interesting that it's just kind of like there's that more little bit of familiarity that you have uh, as a yeah. personal touch you know what's on, on a side note this game has been accused of a lot of plagiarism especially all of the stuff in Heisenberg's area <laughs> ripping off some uh, fucking movie called like the laboratory of Franken what the fuck is that movie called you know what I'm talking about you did you hear about this no I didn't I, t- I completely um, don't know there's there's some B movie. Hold on. What is it? Resident Evil Village plagiarism movie. Uh, Frankenstein's Army from uh, it's a 2013 found footage movie, and it's got Sturm, the big giant, like the boss of the last area that's the dude with the big propeller. He's Uh in that movie. All of the zombie creatures that Heisenberg has is in that movie. It takes place in a big factory. So people are like, Whoa, that's weird. Like, literally, they straight up ripped off this Dutch movie, and now it's like, Hey. The whole plot of this game is ripped off of this this LARP that I've been playing for forever. It's <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It's like, who is Capcom just like looking for these little things that no one's ever heard of and be like just straight up written laws? I mean, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that's a. It, it, you know, as somebody who um, you know has been around artists for a long time, I've seen weirder. Like I've seen yeah stuff like that happen in in the community. Like it's it's it's, it's very possible they have no idea about the the LARP thing. But yeah. like if you look at the stills from this movie, yeah, those things, like, like that's I, I think one those one yeah I like somebody from Capcom or somebody from Resident Evil fucking watch that shit. They were definitely inspired by it. That's all like that. I want to take that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, totally. They were totally inspired by it. They had to have been. Because the coincidence is like, it's too uncanny. Yeah, it's it's too uncanny. Anyway, so Chris dumps all this on you and says, "Uh, here's the deal. I need to go take care of Miranda. You go kill fucking Heisenberg. By the way, he's Magneto. uh, But I've made you, this is the dumbest shit. I've made you a car out of non-magnetic metal. Okay. Uh, I think this is uh, what I I had always heard referred to as the Chris machine. Yes, this is Chris is a mechanic and makes a cool machine that it has anti magnetic powers. No, it fucking doesn't. Uh, And you get a a boss battle that is kind of fun on harder difficulties. Very frustrating. I will talk Mm -hmm. about that later. But you get uh, a mechanic battle where you're going against big giant mutator Heisenberg, who is like pulled all the metal and made himself a big giant, like weird, gross metal monster. And you're in basically a tank that's got a machine gun. And you get my favorite line of this game, which is all of a sudden when he's monologuing, there's this big explosion 
and all of a sudden uh, Heisenberg looks at it and goes, oh, that boulder punching asshole yeah. is up to something. I thought that was a fun little that like, how would he know, how would he know about that? My my love for Resident Evil 5, like just shown through right there, because I was just like this. Oh, rules. I, like, it, it, I liked it. I, I, a lot seven, of people just like, like where I was just like, oh, where's you know, how is this all in the greater scheme of it all? It's like that line just being thrown like that i was just like oh this fuck. fucking rolls i was like can, I can we talk this. about can we talk about one more thing about how like fucking just douchey chris redfield is chris works for what's the fucking name of the organization bcos or whatever oh uh bsaa or something yeah the bsaa yeah. and he is the he has his own strike force called the like the or well, he doesn't Wolf work for them squad. anymore right like no no he does he does oh, okay okay he works with bsaa as a splitter thing that he's got his own autonomy as like an anti-BOW called like I think they're called like the Hound Wolf Squad. Yeah. And everybody has uh like code names are all dogs and fucking Chris Redfield is alpha. Yeah. Fuck you, Chris. I love look, I love Chris Redfield and like I I love everything that they kind of do with them. Cause I, again with Seven where I was just like, ah, is it Chris? Like I, I don't know if I really like how they introduce Chris right there at the end of seven. Yeah. This game makes up for it because I was just like, this, oh good. This, Chris is still this shit the goofiest there's, guy in the there's, world. there are six members of fucking hound wolf squad you've got umber eyes canine night howl lobo tundra and alpha <laughs> some bullshit oh, my <laughs> good character i love chris redfield well, speaking him. of chris redfield so after you have this fight with um heisenberg or the with the Heis- color man with fucking yeah. heisenberg you you've beat him and then miranda comes up and fucking kills Killed ethan you. winters yep ethan winters dead gone Black, and it's it's like how are you gonna live because she fucking rips your heart out she literally in first person she drives at your chest and pulls your still beating heart out and it's like i'm taking your daughter your daughter is more powerful than you can ever imagine and i'm going to use her and the power of the mutamycete to get my daughter who's been dead for a hundred years his imprint and put her into your daughter and <laughs> basically revive you know resurrect my daughter yeah and He's like, the hell you are. And then she goes, the hell I am and pulls your heart out and smashes it. And you're dead. And this, this, you know, honestly, this, I think, is what I've heard is the most contentious part of the game uh, from from at least the group that I've been hearing. Absolutely. I get it. This is the part where people are like, oh, now I'm playing Call of Duty because cut to you are now alpha. Yeah, you are now Chris Redfield. You get you to would, fucking play as Chris Redfield. Like, you get to play oh. as Chris Redfield, and Chris Redfield has like a fucking assault rifle. Yeah, with like three hundred bullets, machine like. pistol, and a fucking all this shit. And it, it, it is a it is just straight action. It yeah. is it there is, is no linear, qualms. It's not like, like just go forward. They give you the bullets, and there's a million fucking werewolves, and it's just like kill all werewolves. It's fun. You do it is fun. You do get to a part that's kind of annoying on higher difficulties where you have you have a, like a laser target. You got to paint mm-hmm. this castle because it's being overloaded with the mutamycete and you got to get in and like there's this part where it's basically just waves and waves of dudes while your thing is recharging and recharges you got to paint the thing and on normal it's not too hard on the fucking highest difficulty this fight fucking sucks then you get in and you have to fight another one of those big werewolf dudes with the hammers Mm -hmm. but this guy is like ultra tough and the idea here is that you need to wait until he hits the top of the tower and then you can use your laser to hit him even more frustrating when you have to do this knife only and then chris basically is over and we get to the end of the game where all of a sudden you're ethan winters again inside the mutamycete talking to evelyn the girl where she explains what do you you know you can't win he's like i gotta get my daughter back 
you can't. You're fucking dead. Yeah. You and died three years ago in Louisiana at and they, the dinner where you meet. No, not before that. Or, yeah, because it's fucking, when Jack says "Welcome to the family" and he hits you, right? They, they explain that in the prologue yeah. of Resident Evil Seven, after meeting Mia in the basement and fighting her when she's gone crazy, and when Jack shows up and says "Welcome to the family, son," and punches you in the face, he didn't punch you in the face. He fucking murdered you. Yeah, he hits you and then he and then stomps he, you. In he the took head. you back and he made you into a mold monster and you went into the mega mutamycete and your fucking imprint your will ethan winters is a fucking green lantern yeah. because your willpower is so strong that you created yourself a body out of pure mold imprinted yourself into it and then just lived again yeah for for has been a since the beginning of resident evil 7 and explains why you can put your hand back on yeah. why you heal with goo why you can take so much fucking trauma because you're fucking dead yeah you're Already what a gone. great scene. yeah what a great fucking reveal like and that was it's so good too because it's, they show you the character dying right there and she's like you're dead and you're like yeah i know like but we're still fine and it's like no you died three years ago and it's just like oh and it's like oh cool yeah that totally makes sense. everything makes sense now it's like why the things happen in seven happen the way they do and then the way everything is played out here in eight it's a it nice also little explains, bow at the end it know? also explains why you didn't need at seven the whole thing about hey i made these inoculations to the mold mm -hmm. but you don't need one right because if you had done it you would have killed yourself and that's why everyone's like why didn't he need to be demolded because he is nothing but mold right. it also i love that the jokes going around forever were like oh his hands and goo it's like no they explain it the reason that works is because you're just making the mold attach right. back to itself and i i believe at this point we have met uh me oh yeah yeah we, so i did skip over that yeah at the end of chris's part you get past all this and you get into the basement and this is the major lord yeah double. this so is where I've, it tells you you yeah. learn about all of the the all four of the lords and like how miranda experimented on them like demetresque was actually a noble with a hereditary blood disease from inbreeding and that's why she's a vampire she's not a vampire no. she's the the mutamycy just made her hereditary blood disease worse so now she needs other people's blood they explain like the beneviento was this girl with severe emotional trauma that hid behind her dolls and then as soon as she made it so they could control dolls that's when she also gained all these powers to cause hallucinogens from this certain flower which if you go back and look at the beneviento house there's yeah. this one flower that's in every single room i yep. thought that was cool they explain how morose made him into a fish man they explain how like they took she took fucking heisenberg against his will and did this thing to him and basically implanted him with electric eel dna that's why he has magneto powers you also find a letter from fucking oswald spencer about how yes that's what oswald I was gonna spencer ask. met fucking mother miranda back in the 50s and did work on the yep. mutamycete with her and then he's like I uh, think that the mold doesn't work in the way that I want to change the entire human race and evolve us all I need a virus that I found in fucking uh, Africa yeah. and the good luck by the way I'm going to start a company and you know that weird symbol on the wall in the cave? I'm going to use that I'm calling umbrella peace and then you go around and you find real Mia who that's when she explains you don't understand Ethan's very special yeah. when uh, Chris tells her she's dead and then that's when you get the scene of guess what he is mold yeah. and then in the mold in the mutamycete where you're dead Ethan goes fuck that I still need to save my wife and daughter and fucking gets up with no heart uh, and and this is when your best friend the, the coolest fucking character comes and helps you out 
and is already loaded you into oh, the yeah. back of his carriage and you wake up and there's the duke You're riding the, along the, back, the duke's like hey yeah i'm gonna take you yeah. to go fight miranda and he's he's like who are you who am i like ethan's literally like duke who are you and the duke goes i have no idea <laughs> it's weird right peace and just throws you in and you get the final battle it it's uh, so good right. <laughs> i thought it was really i thought it was really funny to just be like he's like i have no idea what i am it's weird right i i like that they kind of don't explain what he is but yeah. you get your final battle and you get your final end which is after finally killing mother miranda and killing the mutamycete you have damaged yourself because now without the mutamycete you're also affected but you don't care because it's going to keep your daughter safe and we need to blow it up and chris is like i'll do it and ethan's like i'm already dying save my daughter mm-hmm. and he kills himself kill the mutamycete and save mia and save rosemary and it's this great scene of literally just like ethan winters is the greatest character the series have ever had yeah. is he care his willpower for his wife and his family is so strong he defies death and will do anything and in the end he gives up his own life to make sure they're safe forever right and that's the end of the game it's so i i couldn't believe it because it was like when it was finishing i was just like wow they really pulled it off they really pulled off this chris it's not over yet oh because that game ends post, and then yeah. you get a quick little scene where they replay that tale that they were telling at the beginning right. again about the little girl going through and you realize oh that's the four bosses right and the, that's another mother miranda and then all of a sudden it cuts to that story being told on a bus to another kid but you don't know either of these characters and you pull out and who's that as rosemary as a teenager and she's going, going to visit ethan's yep. grave and then all of a sudden some dude from either the bs oh yeah we should probably say bsaa there's this dumb little plot really quick where chris and the other alpha wolf team wolf hound squad find out that the bsa has been using bow's like their own tyrants to like mm-hmm. fight mother miranda i'm pretty sure that's set up for nine anyway rosemary is working with chris still because some guys like we gotta go and they do a little scene where they're like come on evelyn don't so mind it whatever it doesn't really matter rosemary is just like powerful she's got powers and we don't know what but she's got some sort of mold powers that were passed on for me right. and at the end of the game they're driving off in the sunset and you just see this figure of a man walking forward and it ends and it just says the story of the father is now over and i thought that was a great way to end it they're saying ethan's chapter is done we are done with ethan winters he was a great man he's dead now we're moving on to rosemary what a great fucking game excellent excellent way to to fucking end it too like what a perfect bookend like i'm stoked to see where they go with it i cannot talk even more highly about the story of this game and now is the part of the podcast where i shit on this game for its trophies (laughs) yeah i was gonna say let's let's get to the uh the stinging point the hard part do you you have anything else nice you want to say before i rip this game a new asshole trophy wise yeah i i will say you know kudos to capcom i i've really been down on them for a long time seven and eight were a perfect little you know experiment or you know a a great new direction for the franchise i'm very excited to see what nine is like i have no fucking clue what they're gonna do with it or like who we're gonna play as how old is chris at this point because how have have years progressed or did rosemary just like age suddenly like i have a lot of questions and i just cannot wait to see what nine is gonna bring us like i'm actually back in on the franchise i cannot wait to see nine so 
trophy time. Let's talk about it. Number one, this game has a lot of very easy, you know, you've got your story trophies and you've got a lot of very easy, like, hey, use the crafting menu for the first time. Purchase something from the Duke, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Like things that you will have done. It's also got a couple little good, like side things. Like we didn't really talk about, it, but each uh, of the main four areas has this thing where you can find a ball and put it into like a labyrinth, you know, like oh, you know, yeah. puzzles where you like go back and forth and you get in a little hole. And if you do, you get a little uh, treasure that you can sell for a lot of money. And I so like you those. have to do, I thought those were yeah, Fun. I did all of them yeah. for the money. Then you got like side things like, hey, you know, move that ball in the bedroom. You shoot down some crows, go in every outhouse, break all the windows. Some some pretty simple shit, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get into the annoying trophies. Specifically, there's a trophy I want to talk about that fucking sucks called Lucky Number 7, which is to have either 777, 7777, or 77,777 money in possession, specifically in the story at one time. And the reason that's fucking annoying is because everything costs zero or five. Oh. There's only one thing that sells for exactly seven and it is a uh, blueprint for a type of bullet that you get after you've completed the game because it's one of Chris's weapons no actually I think it's one of the one of the weapons no I take it back it's one of the weapons you have to unlock with the completion points the, WCX the problem is rifle yeah the WCX rifle the, here's the problem with that to then get enough money or you can make the bullets to sell to get because you sell the bullets for seven you can get enough stuff and then you can make the bullets and you can sell them to get 707 money but the hard part is getting to zero money because it's limited what you can buy and sell and so it's impossible once you have any money to get to zero money oh, yeah. so I had to do for five minutes this fucking song and dance of selling bullets and then buying bullets and, and trying yeah. to make it so I could get to it, it was fucking annoying so that trophy not the worst but it sucks uh, some other trophies that suck. Getting every gun and getting every uh, fucking upgrade to those guns. Not too bad. It takes a lot of grinding. There's a couple you have to find. They're very simple to find, but it takes a lot of fucking grinding of right. this money. Because you don't, you know, the one of the things about this game is to get the infinite ammo, which you can use on the hardest difficulty, which I will fucking talk about in a second. You have to upgrade a gun fully and get both its parts. And that's expensive. And that means that the first time I played this game, I was playing with subpar weapons and that's why it was harder because I was saving all my money. Mm. That kind of sucks. You get your some pretty good overarching. So like in Resident Evil 7, we had the trophies for like beat the game in under a couple hours. You know, beat the game without using the item box. In these, you have, you know, beat the game with using four or less recovery items. Very simple on the easiest difficulty, especially with unlimited weapons. Beat the game in under three hours. Very simple. Uh, beat the game without spending more than 10,000 light. Once you've done enough to unlock everything, that's yeah, not that a seems, hard part. Yeah. The next following three trophies, four trophies, are why, from a trophy aspect, fuck this game. Especially fuck me for not doing it the right way and playing it on PS4 first so I could totally get these trophies for free. I fucked up. I'll talk about that in a second. But here are the four trophies that, that make me hate this game. Or three, well, three trophies. But the first one is Knives Out. Beat the entire game with just the knife. Mm -hmm. Here's yeah. why this sucks. Even on the easiest difficult, it's not too hard at the start. You can unlock a better knife in the upgrade section. You get like this fucking combat knife that Chris uses. And it's like, oh, it's not too bad, right? You can kill these guys. And it's not like I'm taking damage. It's not too hard. Mm -hmm. Until you get to the end. When you, f it, it all starts once you start fighting Heisenberg. Because first you have that fight where you're in the truck. And that's fine. You can use the truck's weapons. But when that's done and you get out, you have to fight this giant behemoth that is 
six times as big as your character model with a fucking knife and you can't reach his fucking weak spot. You are too short. So you have to keep knifing up and hoping that he'll duck down and hit it. It took me five minutes of just doing that. It gets even worse in the next part when you get into Chris's part because after you get that part where he lays the target and you get in and you fight the big werewolf, you have to duck and knife this guy's fucking thigh for, I kid you not, 10 to 15 minutes. Because you the whole that whole fight is based on using the laser to kill right. him. If you don't do that, even on the easiest difficulty, he has like a billion health points. I did this on stream. I streamed the whole game on my knife run because I thought it would be fun. I, I showed off all the cutscenes. I let everybody watch it like a movie while I was doing it at the same time. And this part was like 15 minutes of literally me just sitting here. Docked. I remember this. I, yeah, because I, I remember you I, fighting Heisenberg again and just being like, oh, I have to just like luck into this hit. And it gets even worse in the last part, which is Mother Miranda fight because Mother Miranda goes through three phases. The first phase, she's normal, you knife or whatever. Then she turns into a giant spider, you knife or whatever. Then she turns into a bat and she flies and she flies just out of your range. And it's the same thing. There's no jump button. So you're just sitting here knifing and hoping she comes down so you can kind of hit her. And there's this part where there's these balls in the air of fire. And if you don't shoot them, they auto seek you and hit you and you're not allowed to fire at them right so while you're trying to hit her you're just getting pelted with all this shit and then there becomes a part it's one of the few types in the game where you're allowed to use the only times you're allowed to not use a knife are there's a wall you have to blow up with a pipe bomb in castle Demetrius to kill one of the bug ladies Mm -hmm. uh there's a part in the fucking uh factory where you have to shoot some switches on the wall and this part where she makes a big giant ball that you have to shoot so it explodes the problem is right after they do that then you have to hit her. And so the first time I did it, I shot the ball and it accidentally high hit her too, voiding the whole thing. And I had to stop the boss fight and start over. Oh, yeah. The second time I did it, I did it correctly. And then I had to knife her. The problem is the last hit in this game. She's holding you and you have to shoot her in the heads to kill her, right? Well, can't do that. So I got to knife her. But the problem is she's just out of range. So it's like, I've done everything. I'm at the far last part. All I got to do hit her once and she dies and she rears back. And that's when I do the hit. And the animation was so off that then she hit me and then I tried to hit and she reared back and she fucking killed me because it bugged out and I couldn't hit her animation. I do that fight three fucking times. Yeah. So fuck that. Let's go on to the next part that sucks. The hardest difficulty with infinite ammo on the auto magnum seems like it would be easy, right? Right. And it is. It's actually very simple until the same three parts. Oh, because yeah. the fight with Demetres pretty simple when you can just auto dump into her face. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole part with the Beneviento is no combat. And the thing about those dolls is that there's a set pattern. She can only be in a couple places. So once you know those, mm-hmm. you just have to know the pattern. Moreau fight is a little difficult because you can't get hit by the acid, but you can juke and jive because on the on the hardest difficulty, like you're basically even with all of there's upgrades that you can get to health and everything. You still basically get two shot. Mm. You know, you get hit once you get put into the danger state, you get hit again, you're dead. Yeah, it's it's pretty unforgiving. I know. Definitely talk about why that sucks in a second, <laughs> but it's not too hard. And then the Sturm fight, the guy with the big giant uh, uh, propeller head. Yes, you don't on the hardest difficulty. Even if you get him in the wall, the reaction time to when he hits the wall to when you're allowed to shoot him is minimal. So you just kind of have to dump into his normal body, which he's only taken half health at, and just hope you get lucky. Yeah, that fucking Heisenberg fight is fucking ridiculous on the hardest difficulty because all of those upgrades that you've worked to get the un- the unlimited magnum, your extra health doesn't work for the fucking car. That <laughs> yep. car. You have a block, but he's got this unstoppable sweep attack. And even if you're blocking, you get hit three times, you're dead. Yeah. And 
the time that fight must have taken me about half a fucking hour because it was just about that that car is not very maneuverable and then you're like trying to get out of the way of these swipes and hit you have to hit them with your cannon right before he hits you it sucks and then when you finally do it and you get out you can unload with your magnum it's not too bad the Chris part on this difficulty fucking sucks because sure it's Call of Duty and that's you know if you've got an unlimited ammo for his gun on the way down there that's fine but when you're lazing the target and you just have to sit there mm-hmm. and they're throwing these guys that can two shot you and can jump across the fucking map right it and then you have to sit there and laser the target for 45 seconds by the way it's unlimited spawns so even if you kill everybody on the hardest difficulty on the easiest difficulty when you kill everybody they give you about 30 seconds of nothing on the hardest difficulty after you kill everybody they immediately uh, spawn a new wave yeah. so that part sucks the big guy with the with the hammer since he can two shot you it's not too hard because you still now you can use your laser so it's just like you got a juke jive pop mm-hmm. pop pop it's not too bad mother miranda fucking sucks on the hardest difficulty because she moves so fucking fast that you can barely land shots on her right not too bad so you get all that i do all this you unlock everything you find all the collectibles you you buy all the things you want and then you get to the absolute worst trophy i've had to experience this year and i'm i'm pause for one second i gotta turn on my air conditioning i'm getting hot because i'm getting so mad (laughs) that's what happens when you're passionate about video games you know what? Leave this part in. I want people to know that I didn't go turn on my air conditioning because I'm getting fucking heated over here. <laughs> Perfect. They decided to add a secondary mode in this game that wasn't in the first one. They brought back mercenaries mode. Yes. And this is what I remember watching you pull your hair out at. Mercenaries mode worked in Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 when it was third person and it was action oriented because you can move fast and you could see around you at all times. And you could see what was going on in every direction. You know where mercenary mode doesn't work? A slow-paced first-person shooter that is horror-based and not meant to be balls-to-the-wall action. And they decided it would be a funny idea to put a trophy to S-rank every mercenary's mode. I want to meet the person who thought this was a good idea and kick them in the balls. (laughs) There are eight stages to mercenary mode. It is the same as four maps with anywhere from two to four sections per Mm-hmm. And there's a normal and a hard, and you have to S rank all eight. The first four, hard but doable. Right. And it's very simple. You get a gun and you get some money, and points are based on how fast you kill people and ch- if you can chain the kills, if you can keep the kills going. The idea is that on any map, there's a certain number of enemies you need to kill. You need a minimum number to get out, but if you kill them all and you can keep the chain going, you get more points. Get more points, you get more money, buy better guns. In the, in the normal sections, you have your choice of you can use the 1911, which is the mid-grade pistol. You've got a shot uh, uh, shotgun. You've got a sniper rifle. And that's it. And there, also, there's random perks. You can get a random perk that's like, do more damage with shotguns. You know, hold more uh, ammo. Shit like that, right? So there's a random element to it, which is always great in anything where you're trying to get a perfect rundown is to add a random element. You got to have a little bit of RNG in it, right? (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck you and fuck that. Um, (laughs) You're going to make me do something like this. I am very good at getting the patterns down. If it's repetition to the point of learning where things spawn, I got you. The minute you make it random and it's like, oh, I didn't get the thing I want. So this whole thing is wasted. Fuck you. So the first four hard but doable. I did the strategy of going hard in on the auto shotgun and just blasting these motherfuckers in the face wasn't too hard there's four levels you get the village you got the castle you got the factory and you got the other half of the village the first two not too bad the factory even on the easy on the normal difficulty fucking sucks because the factory you get turned around very easily and then the mad village not hard at all 
And then they decided, well, we're not done yet. Let's do the same four areas again, but let's do it on Village of Shadows difficulty, and you only get the shittiest starting pistol. I want you to understand something about the shitty starting pistol. A normal werewolf on the hardest difficulty with that pistol takes five to six shots to the head. And the window to keep your fucking combo going is less time than it is almost exactly the time it takes to kill one of these guys. So you have to be fucking pitch perfect on this thing while dealing with the random element. This mode fucking sucks. You know, it, it it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you, you can get better. And I eventually like this took me five fucking days of just doing the, the back half. It took me two to three days just to do the factory, which is the hardest one because you have to know the specific route where things spawn. You have to get lucky with your drops. You have to, that's the other thing we haven't talked about that this game, this where where the game sucks is in resident evil seven. When you shot a guy in the head, he would fall backwards. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, when you shot a zombie in the leg, he would fall down and back. In this game, when you shoot a werewolf in the leg or the head, they move forward and into you and automatically attack. Yeah. It is not conducive to what you want when the idea is you cannot, because this is the hardest difficulty. So if you get hit once, you're immediately in the fail state. So to make a game where it's, here's a wave of enemies, you need to not get hit by them so you need to hit them in the head or the arm or the leg to move them back and instead saying nah fuck that if you try to do that you'll get attacked immediately also sometimes these these werewolves will just randomly run forward and even if you hit them they'll just soak the bullet and still attack you so there's nothing you can do i can't talk about how much i hated this fucking mode and i fucked myself over so i bought this game on ps5 it's like hey i want to see the ps5 shit the trophies hadn't come out yet so it's just like normally right now when a game comes out on ps4 and ps5 if it has the ability to revert your save over you play it on the ps4 then you put the save in and you auto pop the trophies on the ps5 for a free platinum right. i decided i'm gonna have such a fun game time i had such a fun with time around the of seven i don't want to do that i want to play it on ps5 so i can have the fun with my new ps5 and then i'll just yep. play it again on ps4 because it won't be that hard. Resident Evil 7 was tough but fair. And I had already bought the game. And then all of a sudden it come out the mercenaries mode is in it. If I played it on PS4, it doesn't auto-pop all the trophies, but it does auto-pop that one. I would have been able to do this game again on PS5 exactly like I wanted to. And I wouldn't have to do this mercenaries mode again. So I fucked myself out of a oh. second Resident Evil trophy, which I will probably never go back and get because I desperately never want to have to play a second of mercenaries mode again for the rest of my fucking life. That's what I was going to ask. Cause I was like, is it worth going back? And no, it's not. this is, I found my limit for trophies and my limit is this fucking mode. Hades, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. I bought the PS4 version because it comes with a free PS5 upgrade. However, you can't do your save. So if you do everything in this game, you'd have to do it again on PS5. And I'm okay with that because I've heard this game is tough but fair. And I will have a fun time and it'll take me 100 hours and maybe by next year I'll get the urge to play it again and I can platinum the whole thing again. Yeah. I like it when you do that. When a game is good enough that I'll platinum again. I've platinumed Control three times. I just bought two more versions of the PS5 game that are coming to me from PlayAsia so I can platinum it two more times. I've platinum Persona 5 three times. I'm okay doing it if a game is fun and okay. Mm-hmm. I will never fucking play Resident Evil Village again for the rest of my fucking life because of this stupid ass mercenaries mode. Whoa. That's intense cuz like I think I think I would play this one again. Like I two oh. is probably the one I revisit the most, like the original two. That's my favorite uh that and the original one like re1 i really really like those games 
but like this one i was kind of like you know it's it's short it's sweet i i like the action parts uh when they give it just because it is kind of like it's like giving you something else to go do for a second you know it's just like a fun little mini game for five minutes or ten minutes and then you're back into resident evil like i i think i would play this again but like mercenaries was on the was the straw that broke on the fun aspect on the on the story of if you take that one trophy out of this game Mm -hmm. this is a great fucking game and it's hard but like the knives out and the hard mode it sucks but it's doable right Right. it is literally one trophy stopping me from replatinuming this game and it's just that fucking legendary cowboy that's the name of the trophy for getting s rank and everything legendary cowboy it is it is a it's a total plot blocker off one fucking trophy do you know how um, long it took you to beat uh mercenary mode like five, five days five days it took me one week five days and 23 hours from start to finish it took me a week to platinum this game because when i first got the game i sat down i pretty much played almost all of it you know i, I took uh, a day off from work because i was like i'm gonna play this fucking game i played that game you know until the night i woke up i beat it the next day and then i started another run uh to get all the collectibles i missed with a guide because i gotten pretty much all of them and i did that as a run to get treasure and to get the collectibles and to not use items. Then I played it again to get the speed run trophy. Then after I had gotten everything I needed to get the, the fucking unlimited Magnum, I did another run on fucking the hardest difficulty. So that's four runs. I did my fifth run was the knife one. I waited a day or two so I could do it on my stream on Monday. And right. then I started mercenaries mode. And that, that was, that, that was the is part. what took actually, let's see. So hold on from my very first trophy in the game was on May 7th. And then the last run I, did was the knife run and i got that on may 10th so actually in three days it took it took me more than five days in it took me three days to play the game five times it then took me 10 days i apologize 10 fucking days jeez to do mercenaries mode that was 10 days of playing nothing but this game like i might have played a quick like five minute platinum or you know some shitty game in between but that was 10 days of constant non-stop doing these maps over and over again the normal mode took me about four or five maybe three or four days i i don't know for sure but it's like because they were hard but they weren't like difficult it's like i learned the map i got the upgrades to my guns i learned the way i watched videos i did it and then those hard modes fucking broke me there's a point where i just basically just said i'm done i give up i'm not gonna platinum this game i i fucking just gave up and then i was like fuck you i got into this mode that i get into where it's like if i don't platinum this game then capcom has fucking beaten me and i know they don't give a shit but it was like i'm not gonna let this fucking company beat me i'm better than you capcom and i will defeat you and i did it it took me 10 fucking days fuck this game here's our rating system we rate on fun and we rate on platinum (laughs) i'm gonna go first on fun not counting mercenaries mode right nine out of ten for yeah. platinum two out of ten fuck this game now see yeah i was gonna say because uh on the on the trophy guide it gives it a six out of ten do you th- i was gonna say do you think that's so a fair that uh, that rating is based on difficulty where one is easy and ten is hard right i'm basing this on how much i enjoyed platinuming mm-hmm. difficulty wise i'd say a six 
is is uh, I guess I'm not maybe maybe I'm not good. I would call this an eight, mm-hmm. eight out of ten difficulty. That's how I should be rating these. I should be rating these on difficulty and fun. So difficulty, I would call this an eight out of ten because that mercenary mode fucking sucks. And how much I enjoyed getting the platinum is if without mercenary mode, I would say this was another like eight to nine out of ten, just like Resident Evil Seven. Right. Even with difficulties, I love doing everything. And that one trophy fucking ruined this game for me. Feel that. What do you give this game on a fun rating? Bring back everyone because I'm being very negative right now. You know, on a fun rating, I th- I think I had more fun with it than I did Resident Evil 7 and I would give it an 8.5. I think fun-wise, this game fucking rules. It's really, really fun. Uh, there's enough there for you to, to you know, warrant the, you know, the playthrough. I think that it's worth it, you know, um, especially like New Game Plus, you know, get your weapon upgrades, stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, story-wise, I love everything that it did. I love what it did for Ethan's character. Just what a what a wonderful character that just kind of came out of left field and ended up being one of the best things that Capcom has put together, uh, especially in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, I really like what they're doing with Chris. Um, I think uh, I'm really excited to see where they're going to go with this, and I haven't felt that way about Resident Evil in 10 years, you know, maybe longer than that. Yeah, I'm still um, excited for 9. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't want anyone to think that, like, my problem with this game is solely off that one trophy. Like, take right. that out of the equation. It's like, I can't wait for 9. I so fucking love it. It is still, right now, my game of the year. Right. I think it's the best game of 2021, if we're talking game. Right. If we're talking trophies, fuck this game into the dirt. I, um, I, I'm I do want to say really quick, I think I like 7 a little bit more, because I just, I think I like the creepy atmosphere of the fucking I, Baker Mansion a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, da- listen, I would not give anyone shit for saying that out of 7 or 8, they like 8 more. I think it's totally a preference thing. Yeah. And I think that's well, totally fine. That's like, I rated the last one on a fun level, 9.5. I gave this one a 9, because I, I do like just a little bit more of the things they did with 7. And like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of like the completion point system of blah, blah, right. blah. But if you like this one more, I cannot fault you. Yeah, like, I, I think I like the puzzles of 7 more. Um, oh, yeah. And like, for like the puzzle, like part of my brain that just needs to be scratched every once in a while, I think 7 does that like way better. But like the action and just kind of like, like really leaning into the goofy here and like even the the callback with like the the hot like old uh universal monsters kind of thing i love all of that so i think that's what it like and then again also like the action points i know that a lot of people are kind of like i don't like them just kind of putting a call of duty section in the middle of the game it Mm. didn't really bother me too much and it kind of feels like if they want to make that game i think they can make a fun you know linear shooter if that's really what they're trying to do or like as a spinoff or something if if they want to make like fucking chris redfield call of duty i'd play it i think when it comes down to it though on a detriment level i think my biggest thing for liking seven more than eight and not talking about sort of whatever is I really do just think that in seven, the monsters act like you think they should. When you shoot right. them, they fall backwards. And in eight, there's a couple monsters that when you shoot them, they fall forwards. And I don't like that. Right. It's not enough to make me hate the game, but it's make me enough to make me go, I like what you did with that. But that is a minor thing until you get to mercenaries mode and then fuck you. <laughs> well, Chris... <laughs> Overall, I think we, we've talked a good lot about Resident Evil, and I think these last two episodes have been very fun. Oh, yeah. Before we go out, and before we announce, I do want to hit really quick. We've got some viewer mail. We, we do. Calm viewer, are we doing viewer mail? Uh, listener mail, mail? Listener mailbag? Some, uh, viewer, 
If you, I always want to say trophy bag. because of my time on the Gaming Cult podcast where we did call them viewers, even though it was an audio podcast. <laughs> but let's dig into the old comment bag to get an email. And I've got an email here. Uh, we, we've only got time for one. Right. But uh, hey, if you want to write in and ask us a question. Or if you want do. to talk about some trophy shit, please do. What's our email, Chris? Our email is it's the name of the podcast at gmail.com. So I have more trophies than you, all one word at gmail.com. And also, if you feel like email is, you know, one thing or another, hit us on Twitter too. We'll we'll take it on Twitter too. You know, just get your word in uh and we will read it here and get your question in. So. Tweet at us or hey, slide into the DMs, always yes. open. Uh I've got a quick email. It's uh from our friend Barry from Oklahoma and he just says hey guys loving the podcast so far quick question what do you guys think is the worst platinum of all time Ooh. this is so this, this is, is like the classic this is the classic question this is to the, start with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get this one out of the way so you don't have any platinums yeah I don't I mean I have like done 1000 percent on or like thousand point whatever I've completed yeah. Xbox you know what? let's include that like, so out of all the games that you've total gamer score right which one do you think was your worst time uh do you want to think for a second because i can answer mine yeah because i mean i think the easiest thing i could say is just like final fantasy 14 has been really rough but that's because like i do kind of look at that achievement checklist and i'm like yeah i do want to get like every mount that i possibly can do like stuff like that but i don't think it's bad it's you know it takes a long time but i, I don't know if that counts have because it's an mmo but like yeah and, and it's like ever gonna it's just gonna yeah get it's more, never gonna more, stop more do you have like from your xbox days do you have one that's like you're out of a thousand out of a thousand you're like that wasn't worth it you know um i don't know uh give me a second to think on it yeah um, i want to say really quick i've got it i know the, the complete answer to this question and it's going to be a two-part it's going to be triple a and it's going to be indie triple a the worst platinum i think i've ever gotten this by the time without a doubt is rage 2 rage 2 fucking sucks uh, I would love to do an episode on Rage 2, so I don't want to go into it too much. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say that game was broken from the start. The trophies suck. There was barely anything in the game. That is by far the worst like AAA Platinum I've ever gone for. Uh, I would love maybe in the future to do like an episode halfway on that, maybe on something else. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if we could talk about it for a full hour, but we should definitely write Rage 2 down in our list of games to talk about. Yeah, and I uh, think but- I actually own that game too, so like it'd be very easy to... <laughs> to look into but the absolute worst game i've ever gotten the trophy for was a little one dollar game and i got it on the vita and the ps4 called little adventure on the prairie it is some shitty clip art looking ass like (laughs) flash game that is profoundly broken does not work and you have to cheat your way to the end it's only five minutes but it's just like that is the like whereas i hate rage 2 for because it's a like this big shit game this Mm -hmm. is the pinnacle of what the fuck am i doing with my life playing this shit like this is that's the sobering moment when i got both those like everybody talks about my name is mayo which is the game that you get a platinum trophy for clicking ten thousand times and shit like that or like these 99 cent games that i've been talking telling you about from the weird christian cult Mm -hmm. but those are the games where it's just like this is dog shit what am i doing with my life yeah um so that's my worst did did you did you think of one um for me i think like just in general when when a game asks me to play it like multiple times i that's kind of where i you know throw my hat in i'm just like you know i just want to play through it once kind of like if if it's something that i'm really into like the sonic games i play those like all the time or like final fantasy 9 that's like a game i pretty much play like yearly at this point um i'm I'm fine with that kind of stuff but i just don't think i'm like gonna 
going to sit down and be like, I'm going to play this game three times in a row from start to finish and just kind of keep moving on. Um, that's that's always a hard ask for me. Then, yeah. of course, like always like multiplayer trophies. But like, I think the game where I just kind of like started throwing in the towel was uh, uh, Bayonetta because <laughs> that game is tough uh, for all the S ranks and everything. Yeah, it's 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 such a fun game, but it's like I, I like through normal, it's like oh yeah, it's fine. But like I couldn't imagine playing it. You on know what's anything hard? You know what's funny? If I can really quick, just a quick side note before I know mm-hmm. we we got to end. But speaking of Bayonetta and speaking about packs that's coming up, I remember when that when that game came out, it was on Xbox. I was still on the Xbox system, and I rented that game to try to get all the trophies because right before packs, the the Dudes at Penny Arcade were like, hey, we made an exclusive shirt from this game that had it didn't have Bayonetta on it. It had like in-game stuff and it looked really cool. Oh, and yeah. we will give it to the first like hundred people that get the tr- the achievement for beating the game on hard and send us a picture. I thought that was really cool. I used my fucking blockbuster, you know, free rentals pass to go rent it. And I tried playing it after about 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm not, I can't do this. Uh, This is, this is beyond me as a person. And I immediately took it out and returned it. And I haven't played a second of Bayonetta since. I own Bayonetta 2 on Wii U for some reason. I think I bought it just because it was just like, hey, this is rare. I'm going to own this and maybe I'll try playing it. And the same thing, I played it for about five minutes went, oh, nope, I fucked up so hey if anybody needs a copy of bayonetta 2 uh five hundred dollars on ebay i got it up there go ahead is is it really wait hang on no 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 that's just say uh other than that um assassin's creed 2 i i really love that game but asking i planned on that i planned on that game that game's so fucking easy i'm not i'm not collecting you just have to get all you just have to get all the the feathers yeah how many of them are there it's like there's a hundred over all the maps it's really simple you find them you find a map like i have the player's guide that has them all and then you just fucking put on a podcast or you put on a movie after mm-hmm. you've beaten the game entirely and everything's cleared out and there's no bad and you have the cape that makes it so that nobody looks at you and you just go and you find all the feathers it takes about an hour and it was nice for a long time i did that on 360 and ps3 and i could still do it on ps4 on the remaster and i might i fucking might now just to spite you chris i'm gonna fucking do it and i'm gonna go ha, ha, probably not by next time but yeah. if then one day we're gonna start an episode and you're gonna be like ryan what have you been playing i'm like ha 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 assassin's creed 2 on ps4 <laughs> suck it did it again uh, we, this has been a great episode. Oh man, so fun! Like I, I can't wait to do more. Yeah, I'm having such a good time. I I uh, love Resident Evil Eight. I really I'm glad that we got to knock these two out like yeah. back to back. Um, I can't wait. Like especially what, we what put together next? like a small list of things that we want to do. Oh, Hades yeah, I is out. I want you to get into Hades, and I just cannot wait to be like. I will tell you, you that this? the next episode probably will not be Hades because no. between this episode and the next is Pax. Right. But I'm probably going to start Hades, and hopefully within the next month or so there'll be a hades episode what will be the next episode who could how do it know who could say i could say right now are you ready to hear next week's episode let's go what is it we are doing well i mean it, this is your choice so maybe you should say oh what that's true. next week all right this is, this is all you buddy here's here's everyone you've got here's your weeks. gamer assignment here's your homework we are going to talk about final fantasy 15 let's go knock this baby i'm ready i can't wait to talk about it i've got opinions about this game (laughs) i can't wait to talk about noctis and his car and american express cards and uh uh, stand by me and cup noodle what's the camping brand missing what the camping brand is it like uh, oh coleman it's Coleman. coleman yeah oh we're gonna get all into it i can't wait you know what else i can't wait to let you know what I've got more trophies than you.
Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to send us questions, gaming memories, comments, or if you just want to know when the next episode is going to drop, then you can follow us on Twitter at more trophies pod. That's M O R E T R O P H I E S P O D. That's more trophies pod. Also, you can email us at I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. It's just the name of the show, all one word at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow Ryan at Dr. Underscore Ryan on Twitter. You can also keep up to date with his Monday night Twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Underscore Ryan. That's Dr. Underscore R-Y-A-N. Dr. Underscore Ryan on both Twitch and Twitter. And follow Chris on Twitter at Burezu in Japan. Now, I I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. It's all one word, Burezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E, the letter T, the letter K on Twitch, blaze TK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.